Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, I'm Rajan Sagar from University of California, Los Angeles, and I'm going to talk to you briefly about the risk assessment in PAH based on the recent ERS-ESC guidelines in pulmonary hypertension from 2022. So first I'm going to talk about the initial risk assessment for a patient that you're seeing with PAH that's newly diagnosed. This is based on a multi-parametric risk assessment using a three-strata model. And the point here is that the initial therapy for pulmonary arterial hypertension should be based on risk assessment using this multi-parametric model. And I'm going to go through the model with you here on the left. You can see that in this table, there are several clinical observations and modifiable variables on the left. And this risk will determine the risk for death in your newly diagnosed PAH patient one year after diagnosis. And you can see, you can see the green column is low risk for death, less than 5% at one year, intermediate risk for death, 5 to 20% risk of death at one year, and a high risk for death, greater than 20% risk of death at one year. The clinical determinants on the left include signs of right heart failure, whether they're absent or present, the progression or the rate of progression of symptoms and clinical manifestations, whether it's slow, rapid, or non-existent, whether there's evidence for syncope, none, occasional, or repeated episodes, the, the World Health Organization functional class, one to two versus three versus four, the six-minute walk distance, cutoffs, as you can see there, cardiopulmonary exercise testing parameters, biomarkers including brain natriuretic peptide or N-terminal pro-brain natriuretic peptide, parameters based on echocardiography, which now interestingly include the ratio of TAPSI to the systolic pulmonary artery pressure, parameters from the cardiac MRI, and finally, hemodynamic parameters. Now, what you should do as a clinician is actually try to determine the answers, if you will, for all of these clinical observations or modifiable variables, and do your best to risk stratify this patient either into low risk, intermediate risk, or high risk. Based on your assessment, all patients will receive, regardless of their risk, upfront combination therapy with two oral agents, either an, with both an endothelin receptor antagonist and a phosphodiesterase 5 inhibitor. So regardless of risk, all patients will receive that upfront combination. In addition to this, and specifically for high-risk patients, they will, in addition, receive upfront intravenous or subcutaneous prostacycline. And you can see this algorithm on the right of your screen. Again, you're going to use the three strata risk classification, classify your patients as either low or intermediate risk versus high risk. All patients will receive combination therapy 
but the high-risk patients will receive the, additional, the addition of either intravenous or subcutaneous prostacycline. Again, all of this applies to the initial risk assessment for a newly diagnosed PAH patient. Again, the three strata model. In this next slide, we're really talking about how you follow up these patients in terms of risk assessment. And for follow-up, as opposed to the three strata model, we used what's called the four strata model. This is also based on a multi-parametric risk assessment. The rationale for the four strata model is it was recognized that very few patients in the three strata model actually, may, actually were able to get to a low risk status. In addition, about 60 to 70% of the patients were in the intermediate risk group. So the concept was perhaps we can break up the intermediate risk group into two separate groups. And in fact, using three variables, the functional class, the six-minute walk distance, and the natriuretic peptide level, it is possible to break up the intermediate, low, in, the intermediate group into intermediate low risk and intermediate high risk. And, the, and it was determined that when you follow up these patients, using this four strata system allows you to better risk stratify patients in terms of their survival. So this particular strata model, the four strata model, allows you to calculate a numeric risk score. You can see at the top of the red square, you can see points assigned. And you can see you get one point for either of those low risk, two points for intermediate low risk parameters, three points for intermediate high risk, and four points for high risk. You add up all of those values for the three different parameters, and you divide by three, the total number of variables used. If you happen to only have two variables, you would divide by two, and you actually round up to the nearest integer to determine your quantitative numeric risk and where you would land in terms of your actual risk classification. Again, after you determine this in your follow-up of a PAH patient, you would place the patient into low risk, intermediate low risk, or intermediate high or high risk, and as a result, this would determine what you offer the patient in terms of therapeutic modification. For low risk, you would continue initial combination therapy. For the intermediate low risk, you would either add a prostanoid receptor agonist, or you would switch from the phosphodesterase 5 inhibitor to the cyclic guanylate cyclase stimulator. And in intermediate high or high risk, you would add intravenous or subcutaneous prostacycline and or evaluate for lung transplantation. So in conclusion, the three strata model is used for the initial assessment of a PAH patient and the four strata model is used in follow-up. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.